Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, Coach Jay here. This week, Shruti and I felt we needed something a little more lighthearted, so we came up with some questions we're going to ask each other. We don't know what the other one's asking, and we just hope you enjoy the show. tell you about one of our sponsors, Simon Says Farms. Check out their line of all natural health and wellness products. This includes goat milk, soaps, lotions, and lip balm, all handmade on their farm in Connecticut. Check out SimonSaysFarms.com for their full line of products. If you're counting macros and love some sweet heat, make sure to add a bottle of all natural swanky sauce to your shopping cart. SimonSaysFarms.com. Hey guys, Coach Jay, and I'm here once again with Shruti. And this week we're doing something a little different. Uh, we're going to do another one of those meet your host type of things, except Shruti and I each came up with a few questions for each other. We don't know what the other one's going to ask, and we just needed something a little more lighthearted. Past couple of topics have been a little heavy and some emotional stuff and everything I've gone through. And we just, we try to do a lot of those helpful coaching type topics so they can bring out some emotion. So we just wanted to do something fun for this week. Uh, like I said, we're going to ask each other questions. We don't know what the other one's asking and we're just gonna have some fun with it. So what are we doing to see who goes first? All right. I'm going to ask you this. Okay. I'm going to go in the order that I have and some are going to be fun and lighthearted and then you know, we have some deeper questions. So Jay, what is the funniest DM you have received on Instagram or Facebook or any social media? The funniest? Or most memorable, anything that sticks out to you? Because, you know, people on Instagram can be a little out there. I mean, you get a lot of the spam ones that don't make sense, but I, I can't even really count those because they, I think those are like kind of robocalls where it's just a computer generated response. Um, well, you just said you made a friend online. What was that through Instagram or through another? It, it was through an, another app. And that was, um, and she had a, a post up there and it, it she has a, a daughter who's too young to be going through a lot of health issues that she's going through. And it just became a, a, a support type of thing. Um, I mean, I know I, I like to connect with people. So if I get if someone takes time out of their lives to message me, I message them back unless I can tell it's one of those spam things. I mean, yeah, half the, half the posts that we put up on, on the power shift Instagram thing, I get these, I mean, increase your followers by a thousand a day. I mean, so we know those aren't real ones. Yeah. Um, I mean, funny ones. I mean, I have friends that that'll send some jokes and, and stuff like that. Some of them that might be a little too off color for, for this, but that's sharing the joke. I mean, the spontaneous yeah. one. I mean, it'd really be hard to say. Um, yeah, that's that's a tough one. All right. How about the last thing you Googled? The last thing I Googled? Yeah. There, there's been a lot of cardiac stuff, to be honest. Um, a, a, lot, a lot of cardiac research stuff. Um, Fun-wise, uh, camping stove. I need a new backpacking stove. So nice. that, that's one I, I am going on a going backpacking in the next couple of weeks. So I have a, a nice little lightweight stove, but it's, it's Coleman, which is a, a brand name, but it's not, it's like the, the run of the mill average camper thing, but I wanted something lightweight with self-starting. Uh, so 
that was the last the last thing I probably Googled other than the cardiac nice. research. All Getting right, ready so, for the summer. Oh, I'm starting soon. I, I, I told Maria I might go out there tonight and sleep in the woods. She said I'm she said ready. she said I'm, I'm nuts. ready to be outside. All right. What's a family or childhood tradition that your family had that's no longer active that you wish was still active? It's funny. I was just talking to someone about this today. My family and I used to go to Jackson Heights, Queens a lot. There was like a big Indian community there as a kid. And we would go get food, like groceries. I'd buy a bunch of like videotapes when we had the VHS, like of a bunch of Bollywood movies. And we used to do that at least, I think, twice a month. So I was feeling a little bit nostalgic about it today. Now, how how do you feel? You were born here, correct? Yeah. And are your parents... And obviously they're Indian, but are they very Indian where the culture is almost forced upon you? No, no, they're more modern. Um, They still are traditional in some of their ways, but, you know, they know that I grew up here. So they don't like force, you know, like arrange marriage on me or anything like that or make me pray. Like they don't make me do things. It's whatever feels authentic to me. So they let me just be me. my, My mother was born here she was born in fall river mass two years after my grandparents came from portugal and my grandfather was very popular in the portuguese community president of the club president of the community radio station we're growing up that culture kind of got kind of forced on her just because he was involved in the community so much where she said she just wanted to go roller skating and eat hamburgers like all the american girls but now now that she's out of state and away from any portuguese communities like you said you kind of miss the the culture and all that now she misses it now she realized how much it it was a big part of her life so, i mean anytime she comes yeah. here if we go we get a care package from the portuguese store and she wants the olive oil and the sardines and it's like when you don't have it you want it and then when it's right there in front of you you're like ah i don't know if i want this right now so right. you know it's uh what is it fomo you're missing yeah. out all right so let me so- see okay Something people wouldn't expect to know about you, Jay. I, I mentioned I just do a lot of different things. I mean, I will say, again, I know I keep bringing it up, but the uh, the news of what happened to me with the, the heart issue shocked a lot of people because I am so health conscious, especially in the past four years yeah. or so. But I would say the different circles I'm in, and I think a lot of people don't realize I, I am a very rounded person. I, I do the music and I play multiple instruments and I'm athletic and play multiple sports. So I think if it's someone from another circle of friends, if they hear about the other activities I am in that are completely different from the one they know me from, sometimes it's shocking. Uh, I know a lot of a lot of closer friends that I grew up with in high school days and and slightly beyond. I have a sister who's 19 years younger than me. So a lot of people know of my brother, who's three and a half years younger than me. So he hung out with the same group of friends. He was in drum corps with me. We went to the same high school. We were a senior and a freshman at the same time. So all the local friends knew of him. And then, but if we go five years or more after high school and I would have conversations and I'd mention my sister, people would say, oh, you have a sister. And then I'd go in and explain that it's a half sister on my father's side, obviously lived yeah. in a different town, now lives in a different state. So that's probably one that catch people off guard that. Cause they're not it, expecting it. Yeah. Because she know they, a lot of my friends know my mother more than my father. So that, that type of thing, it would kind of throw them off. So 
so interesting what we think about people as our own impressions and then details that we find out that we wouldn't think that person has a sister or maybe that they're an only child or, you know, we just make assumptions sometimes. I want three celebrities, one that you would like to work with professionally, one that you'd like to sit down and have a candid interview back and forth, and one that you would just want to hang out with all day, not in a professional uh, manner, just a, hey, they, they'd seem like a cool person that I'd like to just hang out and BS all day. That's such a good question. And a tough one. Ooh, okay, work with Sandra Bullock. Totally. Um, and sit down and interview. I would say someone fun like Tina Fey or Amy Poehler. Like I love them. And I haven't really gotten to interview many comedic actresses so far. So I think that would be, or somebody from like SNL, even the guys, like the old crew, um, like if Chris Farley was still alive. And then just to hang out with, definitely Priyanka Chopra. I love her. Now that, that's the only name I, I don't know. And just the, the first She's two- married to Nick Jonas. The, the, the first two or three that you mentioned, they all seem like the, hey, they'd be fun to hang out with. I mean, that's the first thing when you mentioned like Sandra Bullock, they just, they have that fun personality where, you know, you just have a good time. For sure. That was a great question. Okay. Uh, Jay, what would you have been most likely voted as in your yearbook? Like in your high school yearbook? Yeah, I actually, I actually got most school spirit. Um, I was, I was on multiple sports teams. I played soccer, ran track, played baseball. Um, I was also one year, my sophomore year, the cheerleading team actually had spotters and had male cheerleaders. I did that the first year. After that, when the older classmen graduated, a lot of the, I'll say younger ones didn't want to do it. So I just grabbed this old Panther mascot costume and went to the basketball games and ran around and had fun with that. So I did get voted most school spirit. That's a great category to win though. What about today? So what about today? What do you think you would have been voted as today as Jay? I mean, not in a cocky way, but I almost say most likely to succeed because I don't get cocky. That's confident and I mean, owning it. Yeah, no, I know, but it's, I, I don't give up. And like, even after, and going through all this, I, I made a little logo and have put it on a couple of things where I wasn't stopped, just paused where, I mean, I, I have a goal, which I'm, I'm not going to announce quite yet. Um, I have a goal for this year, just for myself, just to say, I beat this. And so I think I could see, see that type of thing. I mean, I've had a lot of people mention, I, I should be in the teaching or coaching type role for a living because it's just always been in me. Yeah. And you got to own it. I mean, I think that anyone who really truly is going to succeed or is successful as cliche as it sounds is somebody who never gives up. And you seem to constantly push yourself to do better, to want to get better, to just strive for more, but in a way that's fulfilling for you. Yeah. During, during my the cardiac rehab, I'm on the treadmill and I'm at six on the the level, which is, I believe, like a 10 minute mile, uh, which is a little under the pace I've been running on the road. And then when I got to the 10 minute mark, I went to 6.1. And then at the 11 minute mark, I went to 6.2. And I got to 6.3. And the nurse comes in, she's like, don't go any faster. <laughs> <laughs> I had to kind of hold me back. No, you uh, seem to be bringing in this 
relaxed energy. I mean, you always have it, but particularly today, I feel like this sense of groundedness with you. Well, th this was, I was kind of looking forward to this. So just doing something fun and more laid back. I mean, as much as I yeah. love talking about deeper subjects and stuff like that, I, I think I needed a little bit of a break. I think we kind of needed just something fun yeah. to talk about. Um, so here's one to be really fun. What's something really stupid that you did where you can look back and say, I'm lucky to be alive. And you look back and say, yeah, that was a dumb move. And you, keep in mind, your parents might be listening. Oh my God. Well, I'm going to say it anyway. So one time I was on a trip with one of my friends in LA and we were staying in Hermosa beach and we decided to walk to the bar instead of getting a cab. I don't think there was like Ubers around at that time. And we walked to the bar. It was like a 10 minute walk, maybe. I ended up drinking a little too much. And then we were walking back and I was definitely, you know, not sober. And we were definitely going in the wrong direction. I don't know how I knew that, but I was, I told my friend, I'm like, we're walking in the wrong direction. And then she like waves this car down and passes by us. I was like, oh my God, no. I was like, I really don't want to get kidnapped tonight. And they ended up driving off. I was like, thank God. But then they started backing up and I was like, oh my God, tonight's the night. I'm going to definitely not get to see anybody ever again. This girl jumps out of the car and she's like, don't worry. My name is Destiny. And she was with two of her guy friends. I was like, all right, whatever. So we got in, they dropped us off. It literally was like a two minute drive, but I would never do that. I would never suggest doing that. Do not get in anyone's car ever I wouldn't I just I can't believe I did it I actually it wasn't me it was my friend who did it but I shouldn't have gone along with it so yeah yeah I mean they talk about the whole obviously the hitchhiking thing I know just again when I mentioned kind of different communities the Appalachian Trail cuts through the northwest corner of Connecticut crosses at Pauling New York and then just over Salisbury Connecticut in the mass and anywhere along the hiking trail backpackers i mean you think about it you're picking people up from all over the world and it's like you see them get off the pat out and i've done it before where there was an older gentleman pack he was through hiking meaning if he's in connecticut he's roughly hiked 1500 miles already from georgia wow and i knew he was going to the post office because in kent connecticut there's a post office that pretty much every hiker goes there to get their new boots or get their supplies that their family sent them and it's like hey you need a ride to the post office and it's just that common thing to do where i know somewhere there is a, a nut job out there, whether it's the person you're picking up or whether it's the person picking you up. But Yeah. I mean, I know it used to be very popular back in the day. A lot of people used to do and it, it was a thing that was very common. I don't know what year that was, um, but people used to do that. And then you see all those true crime documentaries yeah. and then you tell yourself, no, never again. But I think you also have to trust your intuition too like I'm sure when somebody gets in your car they're about to you probably get like a sense of mm, no or yes right but again it's still a gamble so you just gotta be careful guys I don't suggest doing it uh okay so this is kind of a throwback question and I don't know if you remember this but did you ever have an AIM or MSN screen name Back I had, in the day, I had AOL. AOL. Okay. I mean, what I, was your screen I, name back I, in the day? I actually had AOL, and that's where I met my wife. Um, it was Caveman94. 
caveman is a name that was given to me by my hairdresser. And I say that he, his father owned a salon. He became part owner. My mother brought me to him to get my haircut for my eighth grade graduation. And I just saw him today. He's been cutting my hair for over 30 years at this point. Wow. Wait, why caveman though? How did that? Because if I let my hair grow out, I would look like Slash from Guns N' Roses. My hair (laughs) hair is really curly. Anytime I have had, just like most people in the nineties, I did have a, a mullet at one time. So I had the long hair in the back, but if I tried to grow the top out, it would get big before it finally weighed itself down to fall. Yeah. He just gave me the name caveman. And it was kind of funny when he had uh, one of the bigger salons in Waterbury, I'd call up and a new girl would answer the phone. And I'd say, I'd like to make an appointment with Mark. Okay. Your name caveman, excuse me, trust me. It's in the computer. And I'm like, Oh yeah, there it is. And then whenever his new assistant would see his list of clients for the day, it'd be, it'd be Mike, Janet, Jessica caveman. And like, he's like, yep, no, you'll meet him. Don't worry. That's uh, literally, hilarious. literally in the computer as caveman. That's great. And you've been seeing this guy since you were in eighth grade. That's a long yeah. time. Yeah. Third, 30 years. Wow. He's been, so June, June of 1990 was the first time he cut my hair. And I, but that I, must be nice. That must yeah. be nice. And he's a musician when I was I mean, 19, 20 years old, he'd sneak me into the bar across from the arcade because he had the bass player that played for him also played for another band. So there were nights where he didn't have a bass player. So he and the two other guitar players would play and musical instruments and someone would play bass for this song and for that song. And then we would would close at 10 o'clock in the arcade. I'd literally drive across the street. He'd sneak me in the back door. I'd get on the stage and the guitar players are there giving me chords A and we're playing and C and I mean, just throwing chords over to me and I'd play bass for the rest of the night with them. So fun. Such good memories. Yeah, definitely. All right. So let's see. What's the hardest thing you've ever had to do physically or emotionally? Oh, that's a deep question. Physically or emotionally? I mean, I think letting people go has always been something that's hard for me. I mean, to a certain degree, like if I'm very, if I care about a person or like know that they're not a good fit in my life, letting them go has always been hard, very loving. And, you know, that's never, I don't think that's easy for anybody. Uh, physically, oh, kidney stones. And those feel like, I felt like I was dying. I'm not even joking. Like it was the most painful thing. Somebody told me that it's the next most painful thing um, after childbirth. Yeah, I actually heard there was a podcast where they were discussing that. And what's, what's more painful? Actually, no, it's, I think, Jeff Foxworthy. It was a comedian talking about it. What's more when you when you talk about it he said no one ever wants to do a kidney stone but every woman would say they'll have another kid so that Mm -hmm. proves that kidney stones is worse (laughs) that was was his argument bad i mean you feel like you're you know you're nauseous you're puking and then like somebody's asking you insurance questions and you feel like you're dying and you're like want to like strangle that person because they're asking you like stupid questions and you're just like i just want to be taken care of right now like they have, I know they have to do it. So no disrespect, but like when you're in that much pain and someone's like, what's your ID number? What is your birth date? Like, you're just like, can you just, can you ask me this later? Like, just help me. Cause you can't even think straight. It's awful. Uh, Jay, what, <laughs> what is your most embarrassing moment as a teenager that you can remember? Like now looking back at it, we're like, oh my God, that was funny. As a teenager? 
or in your 20s or in your college yeah, like well i i told you one that i was in my 20s and and i'll probably i'll go with that one um my father had a house in new york before the one he's living in now and it was this tiny little building with literally no land there was about 10 feet in front about three feet to the side along the road, about three feet in the back and literally a stream on the other side. And this was actually a store in the 1800s. So it had the kind of the set in front door and the two giant picture windows on either side. And then about 50 yards across the bridge, there was a post office and we'd go into this house and in the winter it was shut down and we'd get the furnace going, we'd get the wood stove going and then we'd go into town and just, go bowling, go have dinner, go watch a movie, something to kill four hours. So when we got back to the house, it was at least in the fifties. So you can tolerate it. Well, me and, and my girlfriend at the time had the mattress from the futon on the floor in front of the wood stove about to enjoy each other's company. And the front door swings open and the guy goes, ah, this isn't the post office. And then shuts the door and goes out. Oh my God. And, yeah. I mean, this is story. Oh uh, my God. Another, hilarious. another minute later, and he might've gotten a little more of a show than he would have, would have wow. bargained for, but just it felt like a movie just, scene. Yeah. And, and then I went out, he was looking for the post office. Now it's right over there, but yeah, that, that'd probably be the one that. <laughs> oh my, how did that girl feel? Was she like dying? Nah, I mean, like I said, we were another minute later, he would have caught a little more than he bargained for. So, I mean, yeah. he was probably just at the he right was time. Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty hilarious. So, one of the common questions, what are just three things on your bucket list? Oh, okay. I have to think about this. Three things on my bucket list. Definitely like want to travel more. Um, yeah, bucket list do, is always a rotating list. It seems like on any given day, it could be three different yeah, things. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, I love traveling. I do want to move to LA. That's like a huge one. And then I just want to do some things out of my comfort zone, like whatever it is, maybe not skydiving or anything like that, but I do want to do things that I'm afraid to do because I've never done it before. And yeah, I would have sure, to think about sure. those things, but just getting out of the comfort zone. That's a big one. Uh, Funny, that's probably going to be my next question after this one. But Jay, what is a pet peeve of yours like that drives you up a wall? And one, one of the ones is, and I, and I understand both sides of the argument, where, like I said, if someone takes the time to reach out to me, I'm the type that will, will reply. Even if it's simply, hey, I'm busy now, give me a couple of days, I'll get back to you, or I got a lot going on. But some type of reply. And, and it's just one of those day and age. I mean, I remember going back to back in the day of one phone line attached to a wall and when answering machines that actually had a cassette tape came out. I remember my father saying, I don't want to get one because if you they leave a message, they expect you to call back. And back in those days, it, that was just that was the norm that you just you'd call if there's no one there, then you tried again at another time. But now with technology, there's really no excuse to say I didn't get the message. Yeah. And between texting, notifications from calls to the phone, Facebook, Instagram, every other app that's out there. I mean, that's the one where to me, it's just a respect thing. If someone sends a message, you were important enough for them to take time out of their life. I and mean, 
especially on, on a personal level. And, and then even on a business level, yeah. obviously those robocall things, you can forget those, that car warranty guy, he doesn't need a call back. But the, when someone reaches out to you, I, I just kind of feel that they deserve at least the reply. Even if you can't do something about it right then and there, a simple, Hey, I got a lot going on. Let me give you a call in a week. Just, no, just, I to, get that. just to acknowledge I, that you, you got the message. Yeah. I can totally see how that's a pet peeve. All right. Um, a favorite teacher or coach that you've had in your years, I mean, maybe in your, in your schooling years, you want to go back to your high school days, or even if you've had oh, someone yeah. college time, but just so, that teacher or coach that really made an impact on you? There was someone named Mrs. Lansky. Now her name is Ms. Berliner. I think she changed her last name. Um, she was my, I was like in modified, certain modified classes in high school. And I loved her so much. She made you feel good. Like I would literally go on my lunch break sometimes and sit in her classroom and just talk to her. She was so easy to talk to, non-judgmental. And like she was very, very caring. And I always felt like I could count on her. And to this day, I remember her. Like she, you know, when people were misbehaving, she would get stern, but she was one of those people that not only me, other people would go and hang out in her room during lunch and we would just talk. And I just felt like she really got me and understood me and I'll forever remember her. I love her. I'm still friends with her on Facebook. So let me see. Now, my question for you is a bucket list question. What is on your bucket list and why? And I, I definitely, well, one of them is to, to coach full-time. I mean, that's definitely, and that's more, I don't know if that's really a bucket list topic, but I, I want to just, that's what I want to do for a living. Uh, I'd like to get to the Azores. Um, my family, the Portuguese side of my family is from the islands, not the continental Portugal. So I'd like to go there just to see where my grandparents have come from. Um, my aunt and my uncle were born there as well. So that's definitely one that I, I'd like to get out there. Um, I mean, one of those bucket list things that would I don't want to say most likely will never happen, but unfortunately it's on probably the most likely would never happen. The, the appeal of hiking the AT, hiking the Appalachian Trail from Georgia to Maine in one shot is something that wow. if, if I could do it and more financially than physically, because it is one of those things where, I mean, they talk about like your sea legs, your hiking legs, they say it takes a month. I mean, every, everyone that thinks they're prepared, it's to, it takes a month to really build up and then you just, I mean, it's a monotonous thing. You get up and you hike 15 to 20 miles and you go to sleep in the woods and get up and you hike 15 to 20 miles. I mean, it's six months of doing that, but there's just never say never. It. Yeah, no, I mean, I know it's never say never, but it's also, I mean, think about it. You have to virtually quit your job for a minimum of six months to do it. I mean, so oh, there, yeah. there, there is a lot more. That's why you see a lot of either retired people. You'd be amazed on how many like 65 year olds are hiking the Appalachian trail or how yeah. many 22 year olds are doing it because it's like right out of college before they go into the work world. That's when they do it before they really start their career. So you... I think you'll find the time. I think you'll make it happen. I do. What are your favorite reasons for coaching or mentoring people? I love when people recognize 
that the answers are within themselves. So like when they're seeking it for like outside approval or something outside thinking like, oh my gosh, this person has the answers or Shruti has the answer. No, I like when that light bulb goes off and you're like, oh wait, it's right here. Like I have access to all the answers inside of me. To me, that's like the best feeling when someone recognizes that. And it, all it took was just like a little bit of a push for them to recognize their own potential. So it's just a beautiful moment. Oh, no, I can definitely agree with that. So you want to do one more each? Yeah. Uh, so what is the biggest lesson you have learned so far in your life? And what has it taught you? Lessons. Um, like on an internal I'm, I'm, level. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give I'm going to give two of them. Um, one kind of a lesson and one kind of just an advice given to me. Um, and I, I know I keep going back to this, but you you never know when it's your time type of deal. I mean, I did everything I can to prepare myself to not go with through what, what I went through um, with the heart issues and stuff like that. And no matter what you do, no matter how you prepare, no matter how safe you are, no matter how cautious you are, or on the flip side, no matter how I mean, unsafe or right. careless you could be when things are going to happen to you, when they're going to happen to you and whether you want to say it's fate, whether you want to say it's God's way of planning your thing, whether whatever your deeper reason for why they happen, um, kind of talking to my, my father's two brothers is his older brother passed away last year from cancer. And the other younger one has, um, cancer now. And just talking to, to him, to my uncle Jeff, the younger one, I said, I mean, you know, it kind of said something about uncle Bobby. I mean, his diet was I mean, Budweiser and unfiltered camels. And he pretty much wasn't sick the day in his life until he got the cancer. So, I mean, he made it yeah. to 70 with literally, I mean, probably nothing more than a bandaid on his forearm type of deal. And uh, yet you have someone, I mean, like my father who was a in the military and had to keep up PT standards and had to do physical fitness tests and ate well and worked out and had had four heart attacks. So it, that that's one thing where, you know what, you, you do this to make the quality of your life better. It's not necessarily going to prolong your life. And then the other advice I got uh, for anyone that's out there, that's a parent, uh, especially with younger kids, I had a coach that said to me, you only get 10 years with your kids. You really can't interact with them until they're about five or six. And then once they hit 15 or 16, they don't want to hang out with mom and dad anymore. They want to hang out with your kids. So make that 10 year block count. And then obviously there's plenty of relationships of parent child that you're, you are really good friends and you hang out. I'm not saying that they disappear completely, but that always stuck to my head that make those 10 years count. Great advice. And it's true. I mean, kids do, you know, I remember being like 10 or 11 and I was going through my phase of where I was going through changes and that's just kids. So yeah, I do think the first 10 years are the best ones you can have. I know there's, you see like the whole back to the future. If you change one thing on your timeline, it changes everything else. Yeah. But if you could go back and change one thing, but not affect the other things. I mean, you always see like the case of, well, if I changed that, then maybe I wouldn't have met my significant other and my life would have went this way or that way. So if you could change something that wouldn't have really totally revamped where you are now, what one thing would you have done different? 
I mean, as boring as this sounds, I really don't think I would change anything because I really don't feel like I would have learned the lessons I did. I don't think I would be more uh, confident or who I am today, knowing myself the way that I do on a deeper level. And I continue to know myself more and more, but I don't feel like I would be who I am today without all those difficult lessons, which I'm grateful for because I feel way more aligned with myself. I feel like I know myself on a way deeper level and am confident with who I am, knowing that I still have work to do and still strive to be better. But I'm, yeah, I don't think I have any regrets really. Maybe just like being nicer to people if we're going to say one, like maybe, you know, I think a lot of the time we we are or can be mean is more of our own internal battles that I was going through. So I think sometimes I would project that outward, making the person seem like they were the problem, but it really wasn't about them. Yeah, that's a good one. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. It was definitely, I mean, I definitely felt just a little more relaxed and it was good to sit back. Yeah, that was fun. And I feel like we got to know each other a little more too. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, uh, I mean, I, I enjoyed it and we do have a, a guest lined up for our next show. Um, and we're, we're looking forward to this one. That's, it's going to be probably one of our more deeper conversations uh, for sure. that, that we've had. So that, that'll be out in a little over a week. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed this one. And again, if any of you have any topics that you would like to hear us discuss, um, anyone that might be interested in being a, a guest on the show and send us a message on either Facebook or Instagram or to either of us directly on our, on our personal pages. Uh, and also we did just recently pass 800 listens on our podcast. And, and I know there's people out there that get 800 an episode, but I mean, we're, we're 20 episodes deep and uh, I'm very thankful of those of you that have been supporting us and, and we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks guys. Shift Mindset Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset and also visit thepowershiftmindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.